Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we discuss the seminal MTV reality show, The Hills. Which episode are we talking about today? Oh, sorry. Still a little <laughs> drunk. Um, season four, episode six, You Always Miss a Best Friend. Yep. <laughs> Again, picking up a piece of dialogue. Yeah. This time from the very end. They went for that last sentence or two. And apparently the police are coming for us. Yep. Um, so we have not a ton of house cleaning, but we did look up some stuff from last week. We so. did. So I've collected as many pictures as I can find of... Spencer and Heidi's apartment and I will post them on our Instagram and do some side-by-side stuff for you guys and we're pretty convinced that it's a different apartment that they made look the same but you tell us I mean maybe we're crazy and we're reading too much into it but nothing surprises me with this show anymore and uh, I think they moved into a two-bedroom or maybe Holly upgraded to a two-bedroom and they made it look like the original apartment. Um, and I did some Googling and discovered a really good article in Us Weekly um, that I posted to our Twitter. I actually posted it today, so it's been up for a while, so you guys can definitely read it. Um, it had a lot of really good dirt about um, the hills in general. And then I found um, a little quote from Spencer where he says, um, We never lived in that fake apartment. Holly did. All those times you see me see, saw me complaining about how she was there all the time, she was exclamation point. So it was her apartment. Yeah. Um, uh, another couple tidbits from the article was that um, Heidi says that um, from season three on, everything with Spencer was scripted, meaning all of the fights and stuff. And I found a really interesting tidbit on Justin Bobby. Um, he was the hairdresser for Maroon 5. Yeah, I knew that. And um, that when he got roped into the show. So that would also explain about like how nonplussed he is about being invited to hang out with bands. Yes, I think so. And we also had question whose textbooks we saw in the apartment last uh-huh. week. And I was right. Spencer did actually graduate from USC. It took him 10 years. That was the headline on the article. Um, but he finished his degree in 2013 from USC in political science. So he was taking like what? One classic year. Uh, well, no, let's see. In college, you usually two. take eight classes a year, right? Yeah. Well, like eight four to a ten. semester? Eight to ten, yeah. All right, well, let's say ten a year. Yeah. For four years, is 40 classes, and it took him ten years. So he was taking four classes a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, one a semester. <laughs> right. Well, so he was a part time student while doing this. That's not terrible, but ten years is a long time. Well, but this ended. Yeah, that's way before twenty thirteen, <laughs> he could he could have finished it pretty yeah. early, and we actually forgot to ask Frank and I had this question a few weeks ago. We're curious how many of you are local. Yes. Um. So we've noticed that you know we have some very loyal fans, which we've noticed for a while, which is very exciting for us. But if you are local to DC, let us know. We're just we're curious who's close by. Yeah, and we're thinking about possibly with the local fans, or yeah. anyone who wants to come, like maybe doing like a happy hour or a meetup or something. Yeah, I mean, if we had a place where we could all watch an episode, that'd be so much fun. But... Oh my god, it would. I Actually, I might be able to arrange that because um, one of my very good friends is head of the Cafe Deluxe restaurant group, and I mentioned doing a viewing party when my episode of Copycat Killers aired. Oh, that's and right. And she said that we could totally have done it. <laughs> 
at the Cafe Deluxe in West End. Okay. Um, it's one of the hotels. So I'm sure she would more than happy to let us use it for this. So there you go. Let us um, know. Just something to think about. So you guys let us know if you're local. Yeah. Well, and if we're going to do a viewing like that, I want I want some peeps. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be Frank and I sitting there watching the hills. We've done that enough. But definitely let us know if you're close by. You ready? I am ready. <laughs> All right, we dive into the episode. Notes about last week? I don't have any. Oh, I do. Um, okay. Two things. There's, they do a little more um, revisiting on Justin, Drina, and Bobby. And then the really big thing I thought is that they showed something we missed last episode. The big hug between Audrina and Lauren. No, we saw it. Like the love fest? We saw that at the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed it. Because I noticed Audrina's red jeans. I just oh, failed to okay. mention it. Fair enough. Yep. Because <clears throat> remember, they say, Audrina says, I'm sorry, and they hug. And then they pan back. But I feel like we didn't get, like, the tight close-up of, like, their faces that we got in the recap. I think we did. Oh, we did? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, we begin. And we are at Chez Ambiance. Or whatever their second apartment is called. hey Chez Lunesta. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, my. So... This conversation is happening between Holly and Spencer and Heidi, and I think Holly is saying she doesn't know a lot of people in town other than Heidi and Lauren. Spencer immediately clams up and looks like he doesn't want to hear about it, and, you know, is being condescending and being all, sure, go hang out with Lauren. And Holly says, well, maybe I will. We were really close. And Heidi admits right up front, she said, that would be awkward for me. Just given everything that's that's happened, do you still keep in touch with her? Holly says she's tried. Curious what that means. And Spencer says, well, under this roof, there is no Lauren. Or well, something to that effect. My other favorite thing is he says there's 15 million people in LA and you have to talk to Lauren. No, there's not. There's only 8 million people in New York. Yeah. Like, there are not 15 million people in LA. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you count all of the outlying suburbs from, like, Malibu down to Long Beach. But, like, no, they're not 15 million people in L.A. Yeah. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so it looks like we are having the Spencer and Lauren plotline on both sides of the fence now. So, great. Buckle up, guys. So, we go to People's Revolution, and Lauren and Whitney are sitting at their desks. They both look great. They both have really great hairdos in this scene. I think, yeah, they look good. I feel like they're getting some styling before shoots now. I know that Lauren's talented with her hair because I've been envious of it before, but it looks, it has a nice touch to it now that I don't think she's capable of. And her mustache is out of control. Oh my God. I even noticed it before Mara this time, which never happens, but it was like in full force. And she also has serious hangover voice. Yeah. Seriously. Like serious hangover voice. I think my theory about her and birth control is correct. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Cause there's no way Lauren has hair on her upper lip. She must be getting facials and all the stuff all the time. Yeah. I feel like she would have that lasered off or bleach it or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you. I think you called it right. Yeah. So Lauren tells Whitney that Holly texted her and Whitney's first response is, that's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) And Lauren says, I love her, but I'm reluctant to spend time with her. Finally, a little bit of clarity, Lauren. Good job. And she says that she doesn't want to cause more problems. 
And Whitney says, you could always use more friends in the city. <laughs> I feel like she's using the phrase the city all the time now. <laughs> I feel like a contract has been signed and she's... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Nice little slips. And Lauren said, I agree. It's always nice to have more friends. But for me, my problem is I need to have friends who aren't related to people I don't get along with. Again, Agreed. more clarity. Yay. But that won't stop her from hanging out with Holly. No. That's all I have to say about this scene. Yeah, me too. It's, yeah. So then we go to Epic Records, and Audrina is called to, I guess, her boss's office? Whose name is Kristen Loretta. Yeah. And so Epic is having a party for the band The White Tie Affair. It is their first kind of coming out party in LA. So they're Mm -hmm. doing a private showcase and an after party at the Roosevelt Hotel. Yes. And Kiara can't be there. So Kristen really needs Audrina to step up her game. The president of Epic Records will be there, which makes it an even bigger deal. And then Kristen tells her, you're just going to be the Epic girl. Like, what is she, like, the ring girl where she announces the round number? Well, let's be honest. This is Epic has a deal with MTV that they promote their bands on the show. Yeah. And that's the reason Kiara can't be there, because as long as Adrena's there, it will be on camera. Yeah. I wonder if there was any turf war with the event with Interscope Records last week and Epic Records. Well, I think that's why last week we didn't see Lady Gaga very much, and she played... mm, 10 seconds of her song. And then they actually overlaid another song over it. Yeah, where in this episode, we hear all of the White Tie Affair songs. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. So that's about it. And poor Audrina looks like a deer in headlights the whole time. Is she supposed to be... (laughs) If she's supposed to be actively listening and taking notes like she's having a meeting with the boss, that's not what she looks like. Well, it's still... We don't even know what... I mean, even later in the episode, what her function was at this event she was there to be a vip and invite more vips no, no, we know that I but am. i mean we don't know theoretically what her job was supposed to be yeah because from my end it looks like wear a tight white dress and stand in the front row yeah totally yeah <laughs> so then we go to amandine patisserie yes i don't know why we always tell you guys what restaurants are at they're at a bakery no one cares but Um, We tell them so that they can go on the Hills tour. Like, we're going to go eventually and go to all these restaurants. That's true. (laughs) So Holly and Lauren sit down and have lunch together. Lauren looks great in this scene. I always liked this outfit on Lauren. And even though this episode, like last week's, was very zoomed in for us, I remember watching this live and Lauren is wearing the tightest, skinniest jeans in this scene with really tall heels and she looks so thin and so leggy, and my jealousy was out of bounds. <laughs> so she's just wearing tight, skinny jeans and a red, like, collared men's-inspired shirt, and I love that on a girl. Yeah. <clears throat> so she asks Holly, um, you know, how long she's been in town. Holly says she just moved back, which is interesting. I'm trying to figure out the timeline with Holly living in LA and then leaving and now she's back, but I, I guess we'll never know because we never saw her earlier. So. And she doesn't say back. She's like, I just moved here. No, she says I just moved back. Oh, she says back. Yeah, I wrote it down. Oh, That's okay. why I was confused. Um, she tells Lauren that she's living with Spencer and Heidi and um, what is, I forget what Holly says next. I don't know, because my only takeaway from this really was that 
there was a lot of talk about the whole Three Musketeers. Yeah, we and heard I'm that like, a couple when times. When did that happen? Like, because allegedly Holly's lived in Crested Butte the whole time. So when were she and Heidi the Three Musketeers? Right. Was it so, in San Francisco? Was it here? Like, when did that happen? So from what I know, um, from what we've read kind of post Hills, is that when they had that apartment, the very first one with the spiral staircase that had the loft like above the kitchen, there's a joke an episode or two from now where Holly says she slept on an air mattress in the loft all the time. Oh, okay. So I think, I don't know whether she lived there or whether she would come visit and party with them for prolonged periods of time because she was a student at the university of Colorado Boulder. So wonder if maybe she spent a few summers with them or something. Yeah, during breaks and stuff like that. Um, But she did say, I just moved back. Yeah. I don't know. So the other thing is that Lauren says it's been very difficult to be friends with Stephanie and she doesn't want to mess with that. You know, blood is blood. And Holly says something about how they had the best of times. They were the three musketeers and she misses it. Well, and I found if I was Holly, I'd be offended because I'd be like, you can fucking be friends with Stephanie who you were never friends with before. Yeah. But me? Yeah. We were three musketeers and hung out all the time. Like, you can't be friends with me now? Like, that's fucked. Yeah. And as we know from later seasons, uh, Holly's a blast. Holly is a blast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now here, I have something to say about this. So earlier in the episode when they were all in the kitchen and we were, they were talking about some confusion about Holly and Lauren, Holly says something very interesting. And she says, well, now that I have your number. Yeah. Which means Lauren must have changed her number and she got it from uh, Heidi or production. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think that, I thought that was a little interesting. Yeah. Because remember, Holly says, like, <clears throat> I've tried to reach out to her. Yeah. And we were like, how? I'm like, well, obviously her number had changed. Yep. Who knows? So then we go to Amalfi restaurant with Justin and Audrina. And Justin is pouring on the compliments. He says, you look really pretty. I like that dress. And Audrina says, it's a skirt. And he's like, ooh, fooled me. But it's still kind of cute. I just put that um, Justin Bobby is sexy as hell in this. um... Yeah, he looks real good. So then... Audrina tells him things are going better with Lauren and Lo, and she feels like they're really making an effort. Audrina has used that phrase 50,000 times. I don't think they're making an effort. I feel like I've made an effort. They're really making more of an effort. That's all she knows how to say. Yeah. It's bad. And there was a lot of foreshadowing for what happens later, where Audrina invites Justin Bobby to the White Tie Affair event. Yep. And Justin Bobby seems into it. Well, and even better... Justin says, you're really good at accepting people again. And Audrina says, like you? And he says, no, our situation was completely different. And gets gets (laughs) momentarily offended. And then when she invites him to this white tie affair event, he says, if it benefits you, I'm going to go. Yeah. Which is so sweet. And we'll get there later. Yeah, we will get there later. So we go to the castle the next day. And Audrina and Lauren are hanging out in the kitchen. Eating some cereal. Yep. <laughs> All is well now, guys. Everything's great. I knew it. I told you. And her and Lo are going to be fine, too. Well, and one of the things that is in the article I posted, um, it says, Audrina actually says in the article, that she and Lo had no beef whatsoever off camera. Yeah. That that was pretty much all manufactured. And all of them agree that none of them were friends. Yep. That explains why no one was at each other's weddings. Yeah. And, yeah. So Audrina tells... Well, I mean, Lo and Lauren were friends, but... Right. The three of them. Yeah. So Audrina invites Lauren to this showcase and says it's her job to pack the place. Justin's been really supportive. And Lauren says, I feel like he'll always be really supportive of you. 
I don't know what gave Lauren that impression. Because now we're on Team Justin Bobby, too. Like, yeah. everything, history's Everything's been erased. Fine. Everything's great. So, Lauren tells Audrina she had lunch with Holly, and that Lauren feels kind of bad, but she really misses her, etc. Same stuff, different day. And then she says she thinks it will be good for Heidi. How would you know? Oh, good for Heidi that Holly's in town. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I get what she's saying. Good for Heidi to have some friends other than fucking Spencer. Yeah, but Lauren wouldn't really know she doesn't have other friends. Yeah, she would. I guess Stephanie tells her everything now. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Plus, let's be honest, if Heidi had friends, we would be having like a Sharks and Jets style West Side Story turf war between all of Lauren's friends and all of Heidi's friends, and we're not having that. Which I will say... I wish we had. Oh my God, it would have been so good. When I look at the structure of the episodes now, the Spencer and Heidi time is very low. Yeah. It's really low. And I can see where Spencer decided to go nuts and get more screen time because they're getting robbed. Totally. Although they're not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, they're boring. Yeah, they are really boring. So then we go to the Roosevelt and we are at the White Tie Affair event uh, we see the president of Epic Records, who I was surprised is sort of a younger guy. Very young, yeah. Like, I would say mid-30s at best. Yeah. Maybe late 30s. But Still, though. Yeah, much younger than I would have expected for a record company president. Yeah. So, um, the girls show up. Audrina's very excited. She says, I'm so glad you made it. And I hear her specifically call out low, but that sounded dubbed. She said, it's nice to see you low or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like they edited that in. Um, so then we go back to Shea Lunesta (laughs) (laughs) to take another nap. And can we talk about Heidi's look for a second? Well, no, we missed some stuff about the white tie affair before we get to that. Um, I just want to say, A, it was a shameless MTV promo for sure. Um, and B, they made a very pointed effort in saying that it was for only 250 people. It was for 250 of the white tie affair's biggest fans. Oh, was it like a contest? Uh, I don't know if it was a contest, but this is what I think happened in real life is that they reached out to the fan club because this is what they do at the MTV awards and stuff too. And pulled 250 people from the fan club and said like, we're filming this thing for the Hills. We need to have a lot of really excited jazzed up people like come down for this event. Like I'm sure that's what happened. Good catch. I missed that. Okay. So now we're at um, Lunesta. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. All right, so let's get back to discussing Heidi's look for a minute here. <clears throat> so back when we were at the Spanish kitchen Mexican cuisine, mm-hmm. <laughs> you had a huge problem with Lauren wearing a beanie. Yep. And now Heidi is wearing an even bigger beanie. I'm on board, though, because Lauren's was knit. It was, like, crocheted. So was Heidi's. It's just solid colored. Oh, I thought it looked more cotton. No. For whatever reason, I didn't find it offensive. And she has huge, multicolored hoop earrings. That I had a problem with. One was blue, one was gold. They were... So I think what happened is one got twisted around. They were almost like ombre gold into blue. And I think one was rotated further than the other. This one looks... The left one looks solid blue to me. Oh, really? And I think the right one was solid gold or brass. Oh, God. They were two different fucking colors. It's a lot. It is a lot. And she's also wearing her famous H belt, her Hermes belt, yeah. which all of you will recognize from those million paparazzi photo shoots they did. And high-waisted jeans with massive bell bottoms. She's really going full 70s. And she doesn't look bad. No. But it's a lot. It is a lot. 
And the for your living room. Yeah, the hat's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. Um, so Holly comes clean and tells Heidi that she had lunch with Lauren. And she says that she doesn't know anyone else in town and that Lauren and Heidi were both like little sisters to her. And Heidi says, but I am your little sister and that's really hard for me. She says, I'm your little sister and your best friend. And I want to say, wait a minute. I thought Stephanie was your best friend. (laughs) Pick a lane. Pick a sister. Pick a lane. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, at least Heidi's being honest and saying that hurts me. Yeah, I agree. She's coming clean. But I also see where Holly is coming from because um, your sister's boyfriend is literally being a giant dick to you 24-7. Yeah. Like, obviously doesn't want to hang out with you. It's not like she can be like, hey, Spencer and Heidi, let's go out. Let's party. Let's have fun. Because Spencer doesn't want to be around her. So what choice does she have but to go seek out Lauren? Yeah, I agree. But then Holly says, I could tell Lauren misses you. I want to know how. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe. I think... I actually thought Lauren was a cold cunt to her during that meeting. Yeah. So I don't know what she's talking about. And I think that's really... It's awkward when someone reminisces with you about someone that you don't necessarily miss. You don't really know what to say. Yeah. You know, you don't want to say, well, I don't miss them. Can we stop talking about this? So you just sit there. So that's what it looked like to me. So we go back to the white tie affair after party at the Roosevelt. Stephanie is flirting. (laughs) I love this part. (laughs) Stephanie is flirting with the band's guitarist. Uh Uh-huh. I personally don't find him very cute. I thought he was fine. I don't think he was, like, hot, but I don't think he was gross He looks like he's in a band. Yeah. Um, Was he the one who had chest tattoos or no? Was that the other guy? I think. Yeah. He has plugs in his ears. And then he mentions to Stephanie that he has pierced nipples. And she is... Shocked by this and says, Loses her mind. You do not have pierced nipples. What was wrong with you as a child? And then he shows them to her. Yeah. And she giggles. Yeah. Um, And then she weirdly is like, Well, I secretly used to have a tongue ring. Yeah. Which, quite frankly, I think is way a bigger deal than nipples, but. I, I don't know. And he says, How's a piercing any different? You have a tattoo. And she says, I only have one tattoo. But I don't. Piercings come out. They're not. Yeah. (laughs) But I still think it's kind of funny that Stephanie's definitely flirting with this dude. And the fact that she used to have a tongue ring, I feel like was like a sexual selling point for her. Totally. I mean, a hundred percent. It was like a flirty move on her point. Yeah. I mean, cause I used to have my nipple pierced, but it came out. But to me, I always felt like tongue was bigger of a deal. I had my tongue pierced when I was in college. Oh, did you? Yeah. For just under three years, I think. And I don't know why. It just was one. My friend and I basically dared each other. It was like, what was that? What's that one thing you would get pierced? And I said my tongue. And so we just decided to go do it. It hurt so bad. My tongue was swollen for days. I looked like Shamu for like a week. And I kept it for a couple of years, mostly because I just lived through the pain of getting it. And then as soon as I met my husband and had someone to make out with all the time regularly, I took it out and my mouth felt amazing. <laughs> for me, it was two reasons. One, my friend Laramie had it done and had an allergic reaction to the metal. Mm-hmm. And his tongue swelled up like a puffer fish and had to go to the emergency room. And the other was I knew a lot of people had them that were constantly breaking their teeth. I did have to get a gum graft like years later. But pretty minor for someone who had a tongue ring. Yeah, but, so that's why I'm afraid of it. Yeah, I still have nightmares that I have it, to be honest. I'm <laughs> amazed I kept it so long. I never really liked it. Whatever. 
So <laughs> we're off topic. So we see Lauren and Lo and Audrina talking about the party. And then Lo is the one that says, where's Justin? And Audrina says he didn't come. And Lauren looks at Lo and says, way to be a buzzkill. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why Audrina looks at it either. And I had to ask Frank and he said, because Justin's not there. And I said, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> That's, I mean, he does this all the time. Yes, he does. So I wasn't at all surprised. So in the next day, presumably, we are at Epic Records and Audrina is talking to Kiara. And I'm really liking Kiara's haircut. Still. The, like, short, blunt bangs. I feel like they do her a lot of favors. They do, yeah. She looks she's, good. she's not wearing a ton of makeup or anything and she still looks pretty cute. Yeah, she does look cute. So Audrina tells Kiara that she invited Justin and didn't hear back. And she feels like all she does is give, give and give. And he doesn't give back. Um, all I wrote in all caps was stop trying to make Justin Bobby happen. Yeah. Stop like it. it's like, we're done with this. It's been years now. It's not real. Like I, I can't believe they're trying to ramp up the drama again. But like the best that. part is it never stops on the history of the Hills. I know. Even when Lauren leaves, it goes on with Kristen Cavallari and Audrina getting jealous. Yeah. I it know. never stops. It's like the Luke and Laura yeah. of the Hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we go to Fidham. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. So I have a note for what I would describe Stephanie's look as, as I bet you do too. Um, I do, and I brought it up a little bit last week, and I'm probably going to get, like, some hate over this, because... Do you want me to say mine first? Yes, say yours first. Okay, so I wrote, if Swiss Miss ended up on intervention. Okay, that's a good (laughs) one. Um, I put, we're at Fidham, where we see Stephanie in all of her Chola glory. Yeah. Um, she totally looks like a Latina, or a Latinx, we're not supposed to say A right now, a Latinx gang member. Um, complete with Band-Aid on her shoulder. Did you see that? Yeah, what is that? I don't know. She seriously looks like she's, like, a hardcore Latina gang member. Yeah. She has two braids, the heaviest eyeliner that one should never wear, and... Roots, and, like, her hair looks greasy. And it's braided behind her ears, and it so it makes her ears look bigger. Yeah. And I don't even think they're French braids. I feel like they're just braided. No, they're not. Yeah. Um, it... It's... They're like pigtails. Yeah, and her hair looks wet. <laughs> like, if I, if I saw her, I would think she would try to cut me in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> like, she should really audition for Orange is the New Black. Yeah, she, she does kind of... she could be a new member. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's the highlight of the scene, though, to be honest. Other than that, we just have to hear about Lauren having lunch with Holly again, so... Yeah, I mean, and it's the same kind of thing, and they, like, Stephanie rehashes the whole, like, oh, yeah, I can see how that would be hard, because it was hard with me, and blah, blah, blah. Yep, snooze, snooze, snooze. So then we go to Toast LA, and Heidi is having lunch with her only friend, Kimberly. Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly looks cute, as always. And she says that Holly and Lauren had lunch, and it makes Heidi sad, and, you know, she never had a friend like Lauren. And then they cut back to fit him and then back to toast. Basically, Heidi is now hoping that Holly can kind of make her and Lauren happen again. And Lauren is simultaneously saying, I just hope that Holly doesn't give Heidi the wrong impression. And Heidi brings up the Three Musketeers thing. Yes. Talks about how they were like thick as thieves and all of them hung out together. Yeah. Definitely is back on the nostalgia tip when it comes to Lauren. Yep. And then when the camera pans out, you see that... Heidi is carrying the biggest size they made in the Balenciaga motorcycle bag, and it yeah. is bright pink. Yeah. 
It's like the suitcase-sized one, though. The fact that people used to carry those like ones <laughs> is so ridiculous. And I love a big purse, as you can see. Mine is quite large today, but it's not like that. Yeah, one of my friends years ago, actually during this time period, got a really giant Vuitton um, purse. It was like the bowling bag, but like the really big bowling bag. And I never remember being more shocked when she, she's like, look what I got. And I unzipped it. It didn't have any fucking pockets or anything. It was yeah. just like a giant hole in the, yeah. the wall bag. Like it was just like a black hole of crap. Yeah. I'm like, why would you pay this money for a bag? There's no pockets, no place to put anything. Like, yeah. it's just a dumping ground. So at this time, I actually had a fuchsia-colored knockoff motorcycle bag. And one of my shining glories is that this girl, who I still know and love and who has great taste, thought it was real. So there you go. Nice. I like <laughs> it. But that's it. And we didn't get scenes from the next. No. I think it's because it depends on who I'm stealing the streaming from. <laughs> and whoever we stole this from did not have scenes from the next. Yeah. So we don't. Yeah. I feel like our second episode of the day is shorter because we don't have any, like, house cleaning. I know. We always do that. Yeah. One short is long, long and short, one long is short. short. Yeah. So we try and spread it out. And we will we do our best to look things up to extend the second one of the day. But we fail every time. Pretty much. Yeah. But keep us posted if you live close by. Yeah, please, like, tweet us. Should we start a Facebook page? I don't know. Thoughts. Well, and yeah, let, let us, us know. know, too, if we should have a Facebook page. <laughs> um, that's something we could definitely do. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, let us know if you're in the area, because maybe we'll do, like, a fun meetup so we can all talk about the hills together in person. Yeah, let's do it. Um, have a great week, and we'll see you next week. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram, and Twitter, at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>